welcome, welcome. You're listening to the Faith, Fitness, and Freedom podcast, and I'm your host, Rebecca Tabler Petras. Yes, I am a former atheist, overweight, corporate girl turned Jesus-loving entrepreneur, 12 years now, fit pushing 50. That's crazy. But in today's episode, I want to impress upon you the foundation that is required in order for you to truly expand into your greatest potential this year. And I don't know if you have heard this in your circle, but I want to perhaps be a voice of affirmation for your ability to truly make this a year of expansion and or a year of fulfillment and also give you what God has put on my heart anyway in terms of the foundation of that. So by the end of this episode, I hope that it affirms what you've already been hearing and then also gives you the blueprint for how to truly maximize the greatest extent of the potential within the year. Fair enough. So let me start with, I'm super curious to know if you guys have been hearing this theme that 2022 is this year of expansion or this year of fulfillment and I have been hearing this from multiple Christian circles, both on the personal side and business side, and then again in my own quiet time. Let me be super clear. This is not like a name it, claim it, new age type thing. It's more like a feeling that God keeps planting seeds of impression upon multiple believers. And it's really interesting to me, and this is why I would I would encourage you to to be in connection and be in community in multiple platforms. I love that you're listening to this podcast. Listen to some other podcasts. In Facebook, there are several really good Christian Facebook communities. And the way that the reason they're groups is because it's really the only way to truly connect on Facebook these days, because even within the groups themselves, there's actually a very small percentage that are seeing what's within it. So choose, you know, two or three groups that you want to stay connected and engaged with and really be connected and engaged. I would love for the female Christian leaders to be one of those groups for you. But by being engaged, you'll get notified, all that kind of stuff. But by seeing this connection and kind of expanding your horizon beyond your own little world or your own little circle, it's really amazing to me to see how God can plant a similar message in the minds, the hearts, the discernment of many in many different aspects. But you only get to witness that and have affirmation to your own kind of nudge and intuitions, the voice behind you that says this is the way, walk in it. You get those affirmations when you're positioned in the right places, And so what I'm talking about today is an example of what I've been hearing in multiple places, but it's really become a friend of mine awareness to how God works in the body of Christ because over the last two years, I've become more in tune with recognizing when there's a theme, right? Last year, it was a theme of be still, know that I am God, and with multiple believers in multiple circles were hearing that. So all of that just to affirm for you that if you happen to think like, am I crazy? I keep hearing this over and over. You are not crazy. And if you are, you're in good company because I believe the same, that when we hear things in multiple places, one, it could be a personal message for you and where God is just like affirming, right? You've got a message of being wise and you hear it in several places or God's trying to encourage you and you hear it in several places. But then there's also this, this, what 
you know, I'm really leaning into seeing and believing for is these, these common themes and these messages and how he is moving within the body of Christ. It's super phenomenal to watch, to witness, to be part of. And so what has been coming up over the last several months is this theme that 2022 is this year of expansion, that 2022 is this year of fulfillment. And even more so, that of course has been confirmed in my own quiet time. And I do believe that this is the year where God is continually just helping me step into a new understanding of how I am to serve others through my business and um, through whatever, whatever he puts in front of me. But how I am to coach, how I am to support, really expanding the depth in which I do that for other women. And then as a result of that, obviously, I do believe that he'll continue to, you know, put me in front of people. Not that it's about being in front of masses of people. It's about having the quality connections and support through my coaching programs and for whatever else he puts in front of me, this podcast and our uh, Facebook group and all the other tools and resources. Um, But I do believe he is speaking that among many of us. And one of the things that he has made very clear to me, though, is this understanding that we get to do our part. Like I've said for a long time, the last couple of years, he kept putting on this term um, on my heart that we are active participants, right? He's not going to force anything upon us. We get to be active participants in being able to recognize him, experience what he has for us and give all that he has that he wants us to give. And in doing that, he has evolved that or given me a new kind of insight that it also means that we get to make sure that we're in the right position, that we are in the right seat in order for us to be receiving. And we get to be mindful of how we are doing that and how we are choosing to lean in. So in other words, if you also have this feeling that 2022 is this year of expansion for you, you feel like expansion, whether it be for your family, or I know most of you are business owners, entrepreneurs in some capacity, and you feel like this is the year that your business gets to go deeper, have a more meaningful impact than ever before, right? I shared that my own personal testimony God told me at the beginning of 2020, as amazing as my walk has been so far, I'm not going to go into it too much today, but man, I've had so many incredible experiences and growing, you know, the business, but also speaking on stages and being able to, you know, just so many things. But my point is, is the, and the impact above all else, of course, the impact that I've been able to have with women and the, the team that I had, like, I really get like emotional and overwhelmed when I think about the fact that God picked me to have this impact for other people. And it's such a massive blessing. And yet even still, God told me at the beginning of 2020, uh, before I really recognized it as the message that everything that had been behind me was only the beginning and that the lockdown, we were only a few weeks into it, was actually what needed to happen in order for the next iteration of purpose to come about, that this lockdown was the cocoon stage and that there would be a season where then everything beyond that is exceedingly abundantly above what he had 
revealed to me to date, that the impact was so much far greater. And I've shared this before, but at the time I didn't know that it was for me specifically, or I didn't even understand the extent of it. I thought that it was for all of my people at the time, which I still believe. And so I jumped on Facebook live and I shared it with them as a point of encouragement that like, this is happening for us and for our highest good. And there are lessons to be learned in this season. At the time, I had no idea that I was going to end up closing the brick and mortar, being led to um, follow God's lead, to close the brick and mortar and go hundred percent online. I had no idea that we were going to be looking at over a year of complete lockdown in California um, and all the things that followed it. And now it is this new uh, evolution would be the right word, I guess, in where this is the year. And maybe you feel the same. Maybe you've had your own messaging, your own kind of intuition feeling the or that knowing, that voice, that impression that this is the year for you to step into a new, not necessarily level because it doesn't make it better. It just means evolved, right? We are always learning, growing, evolving when we choose to do our part. God says he will continue the work in us until the day that he chooses to take us home. We get to be active participants in that. We get to continually work to expand our experience, right? It's, it is um, good to be mindful of your own experience. God doesn't want you to just get by in terms of being so busy that you don't have time to enjoy life or feeling stressed and anxious all the time or whatever it may be. Like God doesn't call you for that. He has called us to a life to give us not just life, but life in abundance, right? Abundance in all the things that he has for us, the joy, the laughter, the love, the peace, the impact, right? He wants us to be in a position to be experiencing and giving all of that to our greatest potential. But there are seasons where there is like, it might be more of a learning season or more of a growth season. And then there are seasons where it's an, an expansion, right? There's, there's exponential exponential momentum for the year ahead when we choose to uh, take part in it, when we choose to do our part and be aware of it. Now, I also want to say that whenever you are approaching or you're in the midst of a new elevation, I apologize for not finding the right word for that, but a new evolution of what is to come, right? A new um, depth in your purpose, a new depth in your impact, a new depth in the blessings that are about that are on their way to you, all of the things. When you get ready to do that, the enemy is going to fiercely work over time because as much as God has a plan for us of what is possible for us, the enemy is very ahead of that as well, very aware of that as well. So there's two parts to this. When you are going through this season, it is normal to feel stretched. It is normal to have some resistance. It is normal to have opposition that um, you get to problem solve, look for and overcome all the things. And there are instances where it is God allowing something to happen or taking you through something because that needs to happen in order for you to grow into, build the character, build the experience needed and required for you to become the woman he needs you to be for this next iteration of purpose, right? And that's very in line with what he had told me about what was happening in 2020. Now, it is also true though that the enemy plays a role in trying to keep you because as much as God has these amazing plans for you, the enemy is very aware of it as well. 
the enemy cannot destroy you, but we have to be real and speak truth to the fact that he exists, the enemy exists, that he is going to scheme and manipulate to try and slow you down, get you discouraged. And at the very least, if he can't discourage you, at least slow you down, at least distract you just enough, right? And the good news is, is that God says that we have power and authority over the enemy. In Luke 10, 19, he says, behold, I give you authority over all the power of the enemy. And his word also tells us God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. And that's 2 Timothy 1 through 7. It's important to understand, or I'm sorry, 1, 7. It's important to understand that it's not that you won't ever feel fear. You're not out of step with God or off, fallen off track if you have a reactive fear response. Fear is normal. It's one of the gifts God has given us to keep us safe and protected. However, when left unchecked, that is when it can become something that is used against us to keep us playing small. So it's important to discern and understand that it is normal to feel fear. I think that you would um, be more like there would be some, there would be more concern if you did not feel a little bit of fear in what is ahead of you, right? If you didn't feel a little bit apprehensive of the big vision God has put on your heart, if you didn't question it a little bit, then you know I'd almost question that, right? Because all of that is natural and it's also, there's science behind that as well in that our brain is designed to keep us safe and the comfort of what is known, even if it was chaos, even if it was whatever the circumstance may, whether it's good, you know, not so great, whatever, what is known is safer to our brains than what is unknown. So when, when you're, you're trying new things, when you're branching out, when you're reaching and when you're expanding your impact, you're going to feel a sense of fear anyway. Courage is recognizing the fear, putting it in its place and deciding to do what you're called to do anyway, even down to the details, getting on that Facebook Live, getting connected with your local community, whatever God has put on your heart for you to act out, that's what you get to courageously choose to do in spite of fear, right? So again, the balance is understanding that in order for you to truly experience the exponential growth and expansion that is for you this year, you get to be an active participant in that because God does give each and every one of us free will. So therefore, you get to choose whether you diligently seek him each day. You get to choose the type of type and quality of relationship with him, right? Are you truly locking into relationship with him on a daily basis? Or are you praying in a way that is telling God what you want, telling God what to do, you know, always doing the 911 or the prayers on the, on the run. It's not that God's not going to, he's always there and there are going to be needs for 911 prayers, emergency prayers, but is that the only time you're going to him because you're so caught up in the busyness of doing even seemingly good things, right? That's not a relationship. And you get to choose whether or not you'll care for the two critical tools he's provided. And this is another message that I will preach over and over and over again this year. And for however long has me, God has me doing this. And that is, is that he has, again, evolved this understanding of the tools that he has given us is our mind and body. Our mind, I know we have the spirit, but I don't see that as a tool. I see that as a gift. 
But with our mind and body, those are literally the tools that we are equipped with in order to cultivate our relationship with him and our unique purpose. And it is, in fact, not selfish to prioritize self-care at all. It is a prerequisite for experiencing God himself and all that he has for you. In fact, his word says that we are to honor him in body and in spirit. And it's just gotten so out of whack because, again, this is a scheme of the enemy. The idea of self-care is selfish. The idea that being too busy is a badge of honor. It is a lie that is perpetuated by the enemy to keep you distracted just enough so that you experience and give less than what God has for you. The reality is, is that speaking for my sisters in the United States, we're living in a country where over 70% of people are overweight. So it has become the cultural norm. So if you are using the standard that you see as your benchmark for the quality of your health and well-being, your benchmark is wrong. Your measuring stick is the wrong measuring stick, right? It is 100% a lie that has been perpetuated by the enemy to keep you distracted just enough. Because our ability to be fully aware, both physically and emotionally, impacts our ability to be in relationship and how we show up. And I want to caveat this real quick. In At the end of this, I'm going to invite you to um, get on a list for another training, but free training. But I want to caveat this with this understanding. If you are thinking, because I have worked with so many really successful women that were not taking care of themselves mentally or physically to the greatest extent. I'm not talking about just, when I talk about mental health, I'm not talking about just being uh, mindful of not falling into depression, right? I'm not talking about just being fit enough to not get bad blood work or what have you. I'm talking about truly optimizing your mind and body health. And it does not take hours at a gym and it does not mean that you can never have, you know, some sort of favorite food, It is so much more than that. But what I will tell you is that even when you have already proven to be super successful in whether it be family life, finances, your business, whatever it is, when your mind and your body is not in alignment, when you have put yourself last to the point where, um, you know, your, your diet, so to speak, consists mostly of processed or packaged food, or you feel like you're eating well, but maybe you're under eating, whatever the case may be, you're not getting sleep because that's not a priority, but you are functioning and you're seeing success. So you think you're quote unquote fine. You think that you can put it off. Reality is, oh sister, I cannot express it enough. Like that is part of the lie that is keeping you playing smaller than what God wants for you and has for you in terms of your own personal experience and ability to enjoy and really just maximize everyday life, as well as your ability to know clearly with discernment what his vision is for you, the impact that he wants you to be giving, and your ability to be able to give that out. The challenge is, is that When you have spent years, maybe it's been a decade or more, not focusing on eating what is for your highest good or taking time to sleep or taking your time to be in relationship with him on a daily basis, 
the environment that you've created, the package, the processed food, the running on a, sleep on a few hours a night, that you know, getting to God on Sundays or when you can on the go or, or whatever, that state of being has become your norm. So you think you're fine. You do not even realize the extent in which it's impacting you. And I will tell you the most simplistic example is, you know, having worked with thousands of women over the last decade now, but when a woman is switching from a pattern of eating a lot of packaged processed food, all the things I just described, not prioritizing sleep and what have you, and then they make this decision to get healthy, they start eating well, they start prioritizing their sleep, start prioritizing now with the work that I do today, prioritizing their relationship with God, they realize how much the eating well, the learning how to get good sleep, the time with God each day has positioned them for even greater expansion because they start to recognize that they were anxious, that they were not as in control as the emotion of emotions that as they thought they were. They weren't as effective or efficient in the way they were living because the nutrition and all the things that I just described, taking care of yourself, truly optimizing yourself, your health in mind and body, plays such a dramatic role in how you show up each and every day, how you experience life and what you are able to give. So even if you aren't taking care of yourself and or you have spent decades with yourself last and or thinking self-care was selfish or telling yourself that you're too busy and believing the lie, when you start taking action towards your highest good, you will be blown away by how much more you've got to experience in all of that God has for you and give in the impact God has for you. I can't talk about that enough. So all of that to say, do not fall for the lie that self-care is selfish or that being too busy is some sort of badge of honor, even when it's with seemingly good things, because it's not a matter of just, you know, I say all the time, you can't give your best if you aren't at your best. Since so you can't even experience all that God has for you if you are not taking care of those two tools, your mind and your body. They are the critical tools, the elements in which you get to cultivate the rest of your experience or the, your experience and, and your unique and greater purpose. T.J. Jakes explains our purpose as uh, raw material, right? Now, don't, be mis- don't um, hear me when I say this. We all have a common purpose, right? Our common purpose is that we are to love God, be in relationship with him, love others as we love ourselves, and to be his example to people around us wherever we are at. So wherever he has you in business and family, in the supermarket, we get to work on our ability to be his character, to be his example, even without a spoken word, right? The unique purpose is something that you are gifted with that only you can give out. The unique purpose is the dynamic of the body of Christ in where we all work together. There isn't one purpose that is greater than the other. Some people might have bigger platforms that might look like it's, it's greater or what have you, but in God's economy, there is no unique purpose that is greater than the other. The unique purpose of focusing a decade or two on your kids that is the, like you're raising the future generation. That is just as important as Elon Musk, right? Whether he's a believer or not a believer, but right. The, the unique purpose is all 
even in God's economy, right? But he does call us to honor the gift that he has given us, right? Taking it back to the parable of the talents. What you do with it is 100% on you. And you are called to honor that. And it's our job to be able to recognize the lie of the enemy that tells us that our self-care isn't important, that our mental well-being is important. And when I talk about mental, again, it's not avoiding depression. It's learning to truly become skilled and gifted at catching thoughts, taking them captive, deciding what it stays, what goes, and how long to sit with it and or reframing thoughts so that you can truly continually work on emotional mastery, right? And in addition to that, your physical well-being doesn't mean you have to have six-pack abs and, you know, what have you, but it does mean that you get to optimize your health because every single day is a performance in in our own capacity, right? Not performance for reasons that, you know, for our recovering type A, you know, I talked about this in another episode, right? I'm a, on the Enneagram, I'm a three and an eight. So performance used to mean something very different. But today God has given me this understanding or over the last few years that performance is just how I show up in who I am being every single day and who I am being every single day impacts my doing on a daily basis and impacts to the extent that I'm able to honor him with my doing and being and my ability to be is directly impacted to how well I am caring for my mind and body. I hope that makes sense. I hope you're screaming, amen, amen, on the other side of this of this audio. So with that, I want to give you what he God has put on my heart, these, these five kind of foundational um, pillars for being able to expand into your greatest potential and capacity this year. And the first is the quality of your relationship with God. The second is your clarity and belief in what he has given you as your vision for impact this year. The third is your self-image and your self-belief, not based on ego or personal whatever, but based on biblical truths and his work in and through you. Four is the extent to which you optimize your health and mind and body. And then five is your daily habits. How do you practically live that out day to day? And there's more in that in terms of not just your habits, your routine, but your boundaries, all the things. So I want to share this with you again, because I do know a little something about you in that as a listener to this podcast, I'm confident that you are drawn to this because we have some like-minded ways of being and interests. So I know, and I'm going to believe and trust in that you have the best of intentions. You so have a heart of God that you want earnestly to become, experience, and give all that God has for you this year. And you are going to put in the work to expand your personal growth, impact, and income this year, no matter what. So I am here to make sure that you are building from a stable and solid foundation so that you maximize God's plan for you this year. I'm also going to start that off with, we have this week, actually, um, the five effective habits of purpose-driven Christian women. And then I've realized I'm going to do a second iteration of this next week, I believe. I'll work out the details. I'm just following God's lead on the fly to talk in more detail about these foundational principles. The The first series is more specific habit-driven, and then we'll talk more about the pillars and the 
the follow-up training. So I want to make sure that you get registered, whether you can make it live this week or if you're going to be hitting the replay and or you're just interested in the, the pillars, register for the link within the podcast notes, and then you'll get an email with more details and instructions as they unfold themselves. Fair enough. All right. So as always, guys, if this has been a helpful episode, please like, leave a review, share it with a girlfriend, post on social media, and tag me. When you do these things, one, it affirms for me that I'm on the right track, that I'm following God's leads and prompting, and that what I'm providing for you is useful. And I've, oh, as always, I'd love to connect with you and have it be more interactive. So hopefully you can make it to the live training. You can also connect with me on Female Christian Leaders or Facebook. It's Rebecca Tabert, Instagram, Rebecca Tabert as well. And I hope to see you somewhere in our spectrum of uh, resources and outlets. All right, fair enough. Love you guys. Bye for now.